Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Well, good afternoon, everyone. My name is Bob Oakley, and I'm your host today on the HOPE talk radio show sponsored by Optimize My Life and other organizations. We are um, honoring family traditions and relationships in this, on this program, um, and that's our focus. The, uh, the Hope Collection is um, uh, it's, it's actually, a, it's why it's called a collection, because it's a collection of organizations and not-for-profit organizations and, and um, for-profit uh, companies. Uh, it's a 501c3 that's registered by the federal government, and uh, that registration and that uh, number allows us to um, to operate as a profitable and a non-profitable organization uh, due to our uh, many relationships with other other uh, programs and companies. One that we specialized a lot in is called uh, the Golden Rule Society, which was started by Len Kane over 50 years ago. Len was um, a Navy pilot. He was a captain in the Navy. And he, um, after many years, he, um, he became a commercial pilot. And he has advanced uh, in the... Uh, in the Navy and as a, as a reservationist, and he's uh, um, a, a wonderful assistance to the Hope Collection. See, uh, uh, several years ago, um, Len Kane met my very good friend uh, for fo- more than 40 years, uh, Dr. Joel Griffin, and um, they, um, they talked for a while, and, and then he decided that there was a lot of synergy between the two organizations, between the Hope Collection and the Golden Rule Society. So um, they decided to, uh, to develop um, a method of operation where they could uh, have a partnership and work together. And, and Len became a, a board director uh, on, on, on the Hope Collection, and and, and Joel became a, um, a, a senior advisor on the, uh, on the um, uh, Golden Rule Society organization. 
So it was a great partnership, and it still is. And we are carrying that legacy through um, for for as long as we can, um, <laughs> as long as the good Lord lets us broadcast, we're going to continue that legacy. They have we have a separate show on on Friday, which is tomorrow. Um, that Len Kane and uh, Ron Clayton, the president of the board of uh, uh, of the uh, Hope Collection, um, they partnered on on hosting the show on 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 Fridays, and it's a great show, and I would recommend it to anybody. Yeah, all of all of our shows um, six days a week now. Um, on this particular one, uh, Monday through Friday, we we broadcast uh, from 12 noon to one o'clock. Eastern time. And um, that's why when I came on today, I said, good afternoon, everybody. My name is Bob Oakley. I don't know if I mentioned that or not, but uh, it, it's not that important. But I'm on the board also as a vice president. And I um, I am very honored and, and uh, humbled to uh, serve in that capacity. Um, and we, we have a great team. See, everything we do um, a lot of things we do are, are independent where we work one-on-one with people and, and some are uh, where we work with other organizations and like Easter Seals and Golden Rule Society and so forth. And, and, um, but it's, a, it's, a, it's generally a team effort where we work as a team because not everybody knows everything about everything. And, and that's why we have different people that have different skills and it have different backgrounds and different expertise where we can help more people in more areas. And that's what it's all about because we're, we're, our motto is uh, helping people and helping them to help other people because it's a, it's a pay it forward philosophy that we use every single day with people. If I, um, if I meet someone new, which I do almost every day, then I, I, will, um, I will talk to them and, and ask them um, what it is that they're, they're doing it with their life and are, are there any areas that they're interested in uh, improving? Do they need uh, improvement in housing? Do they need improvement in, in uh, health and wellness? Do they need improvement in, uh, in their financial situation? Do they need uh, Im- improvement in education or certifications? Um, are in their um, energy and uh, clean air and, and uh, clean water and, and do they need help in um, um, any area in their life that they might need help, whether it's in a domestic situation or whether it's a uh, spiritual situation, whatever it is. We have programs that we work with people on and, and, and these programs are very successful. And, they, and, and we, we make, as, as um, members of the board and as, as life coaches, like many of us are, um, we, we are able to help people um, in just about any area that they need help in. And I would say uh, 90, 90 to 95% of the areas where people need help and we can help them. And if we can't, by the way, we will refer them to someone who can or some organization that can help them. Because um, we we don't um, we don't profess that we we know everything about everything we don't, and uh, we're only human beings, and 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 uh, we're not perfect by the way, um, but we we do the best we can, and we and in many areas, most of the time I'd say ninety to ninety five percent of the time, 
we are we are talking on things in in truthful messages that we're handing out to people. We don't try to uh, cover up anything. We don't try to to hide anything. Uh, we have no hidden agendas. Um, we are we are here to help people and to help them with sincerity and with love and with uh, anything that's needed with our expertise. So that's it's a very simple program. And it, and it works for just about anybody that needs help. We have um, been doing this for a number of years now. Um, when Dr. Griffin um, called a, a bunch of us, including myself, together in, um, in upstate New York, where they were living at that time, he and his wife and their family. But um, he said, I, I, I have an idea that I want to start up um, a, a program called, uh, the, at that time, he wanted to call it the Hope Foundation. The reason he, chose, reason he chose the word hope, that was his mother's name. Her mother, his mother's name was Hope. And she, was, um, she had her uh, master's degree in education at a time when it was unheard of for a woman to have that kind of a degree and that kind of ability. Uh, but anyway, she did. She, she got it. She went through and she got it. And she um, uh, actually um, encouraged her, her two children to get that also. Joel had a brother, and um, his, his father was um, um, an educator also, an administrator in uh, Syracuse, I think it was Syracuse, New York. Uh, maybe it was Corning. Yeah, it was Corning, New York. Anyway, um, he, um, he was uh, selected to be the um, uh, head of the education department in, in the United States. Well, he turned it down because he didn't want, um, didn't want to be that much involved in politics. So anyway, um, he, um, uh, Dr. Griffin, um, my mentor for life for years, as long as he, he did pass away a couple of years ago. Um, he fought cancer for many years. And um, but he was he was helping people all through his illness, all through his uh, he, he had uh, many operations, like like 20, 20 operations in different areas of his body. Cancer kept reoccurring in different areas. And, and uh, but he, he finally uh, the good Lord took him and said, Joel, it's time. Come on up here. <laughs> I need your help in a lot of areas. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's the story of how, how the Hope Collection got started. And, and um, I was very apprehensive when he asked me if I would be a, uh, a host of the radio show. I'd never done anything like this. I've, I, I've communicated a lot with groups of people face-to-face um, -face and um, even large crowds as large as uh, – couple of thousand people I've, I've communicated uh, things to them but it was more in a, in a teaching mode uh, than it was in anything else um, because having a large family like I have I have 11 children by the way and um, the 37 uh, grandchildren I think it is now and great-grandchildren -grand and great-grandchildren uh, because the grandchildren are getting old enough now to have children so uh, so that expands the family even more. So I, I am um, uh, very much a family man, and I'm very much oriented to families, other families, uh, helping people. 
See, I do a lot of work with, um, uh, with the uh, uh, Spanish people, with the immigrants that come in here, because I'm, I've joined the, uh, the Spanish ministry in my church. And um, we have about, I don't know, maybe three, four, five hundred uh, members of that, of that organization. And, uh, but I found that it's a, it's a very, very worthwhile, very worthwhile effort. And I found that the people, the, the, the Spanish people that come over, and, and, I, and I've, I've known hundreds of them over the years. I've known hundreds of them, and I'm working with a lot of them. I found that there are, there are four main areas that they need. Uh, they feel they need help in. One of them is learning the English language, and so um, I said, "Well, I can help you with that." And so um, I found a workbook that, and at, at that particular time, um, there, there was not an online program where you could learn uh, the English language online, uh, and, and many of the colleges didn't teach it either. So um, I said, we, "We'll work from a workbook." And we did. And, and um, I had as many as six families going at one time um, together uh, that we were teaching them. We'd meet once a week and we'd go through the workbook and we would uh, we would learn uh, the difference between um, Spanish words and English words. We'd learn the difference in uh, 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 talking uh, in English versus Spanish, how to convert. And, and uh, we would learn how to translate, actually. And then we would learn um, uh, how to um, translate English, sorry, Spanish writing into English writing and do composition and write paragraphs. I helped a number of college students with that. Uh, I have helped in the past, and I'm still working with others to, uh, to work with them and help them in that area. And I found that they're highly motivated and when, when, when people that I'm working with are highly motivated, that motivates me. Um, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it just gives me some personal satisfaction that I'm able to help them. It's not an ego thing. It's just something that uh, a feeling that I have when, um, when people um, uh, I'm working with uh, say thank you to me. And they have a big smile on their face that, that they're happy that they've accomplished something that they wanted to accomplish. So anyway, I, um, th- that just gives you an idea of a few areas that uh, I'm personally involved in and, and a few areas that uh, I also help a lot of people in the area of housing. And that's one of our, one of the pillars of the Hope Collection is housing, uh, either, either in uh, helping people to get a bigger apartment or helping people to get a, 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 an apartment that doesn't cost them a crisis an arm and a leg, let's say, and then um, we we help them in in um, if they're if they're interested in buying a house, we have we have ways to help them with that, including getting a mortgage if that's what they need. So there's there's a lot of a lot of areas that we don't discuss every day um, that that we can help people in, and and there's a very simple registration process for people to get involved in the in the Hope Collection. Um, we we do that through uh, the organization called the uh, Optimize My Life, and there's a button on there that says register. You click on that. You enter three or four items um, so that we know who you are and who referred you, and and then um, it's it's done. You're registered. There's no cost. It's free. That's free. F R E E. 
the registration is free and um, there is never any any fee for that so um, Joel set it up that way Dr. Joel Griffin he set it up that he wanted people to be able to come on um, and be part of the Hope Collection through a simple registration process and he he's he always said, uh, we're trying to keep, think, keep things simple and, and inexpensive for people to accomplish the things that they want to accomplish. So that's why uh, the, the life coaching that I do with people, I don't charge them for that. There are companies that do charge people for life coaching, but I don't do it. I, I say, look, Joel wanted it to be simple and he wanted it to be free if possible. Now, we have a, a, a large company that works with us or we work with them on um, getting, getting people certified in different areas. That's how I became a life coach. I went through the, the, the program to get certified as a life coach. It was a very simple program. You go through and you learn different things about how to, how to coach people and how to help them. And then you have a test at the end. You take the test, and if you pass the test, you, be, you become certified as a life coach. And that cost me $69.95 to get that. And I, I know it's more now because it was, um, you know, a number of years ago that I got that, uh, maybe 15, 15 or 20 years ago that I got that, I went through that program. But I got two for the price of one. I got two certifications. I became certified as a, um, a virtual assistant if you've ever talked to a bank, a banker, or ever talked to a, an insurance company representative or a representative at a company where you bought something and you were, you were not satisfied with it, that person that answers the phone when you call in or talks on the chat is a, uh, is a virtual assistant. And that means that they, they have access to various um, uh, virtual um, uh, company, a uh, various uh, software that that they can use, very soft, various software programs that they can use to answer your questions and to help you to resolve an issue you might have. So that's that's basically what a virtual assistant does, and that's how we work with people. We we work through programs that we have uh, through the Hope Collection and through uh, Optimize My Life, and, and, um, and, now through, and also for many years through the, the Golden Rule Society, because Len Kane, for over 50 years, has developed many programs through the, um, uh, through, the gold, uh, uh, through the Golden Rule Society that he and his wife have developed. And, and, um, so, and, and he's been nominated, uh, I think, five or six times now for the Nobel Peace Prize. He came in second in 2020, 2014. 2014, he came in second, and he. Um, uh, but he's. Uh, they're, they're still. They're still uh, nominating him, and uh, I believe eventually he'll get it um, because he has done the work. He is helping people, and his 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 modus of operation is what can I do to help your life better, to help you have a better life. What can I do to help your family to have a better life? And that's how he operates. And that's how Dr. Joel Griffin operated. And that's what he taught many of us. Dr. Joel Griffin taught many of us is that when we're working with people, the focus is on them, not on us. In other words, we're trying to help you 
to to accomplish what it is that you want to accomplish in your life. And that's what we're all about. And that's how we that's how we do it every single minute of every day. I I will meet people in a line at the bank. I will I will uh, be standing there waiting for to to talk to the uh, to the person at the bank, and um, I will say hi to them. How are you doing today? And shake their hand, introduce myself, and they'll introduce themselves. And then I'll ask them. I, I'll tell them I'm a certified life coach. I do for free. And I, if there's anything that I uh, I can help you with, um, you could give me a call. I give them one of my cards. Now, it's a very, that's a very simple process, and it's it's opening myself up to them. And and um, and trying to build a little bit of a trust there between them and me. I only have a couple of seconds or a couple of minutes in most cases to do that. So, but it's a very simple process. And when I first started doing that, it was it was a little bit shaky for me to do that because I didn't, I wasn't accustomed to do that. I used to be in line uh, five ten minutes sometimes and not say a word. Wait for the for the attendant to, to be ready to talk to me, and and um, but now I do it immediately when I when I get in line behind somebody, I'll say hey, how are you doing today, you know, or you live around here, you have a family, just ask them a few basic questions. Are you uh, what kind of work do you do? Uh, are you are you happy with that? You making all the income you want to make, and if and if some of those um, answers um, uh, point out to me that there's an area where they need help I'll say you know I could I could help you in that area if you're interested but I only do it if you're interested it's going to be it's, it's going to be voluntary on your part I'm not going to um, I'm not going to um, uh, do it uh, unless you want me to so anyway, that's that's um, just gives you an idea of some of the areas that, that I'm working in, and, and many of the others uh, that are involved with the Hope Collection on the board of directors and in the, uh, uh, just being a member of the Hope Collection are are doing similar things themselves, um, and that's and that's why uh, that's why I think it's it's important um, that we keep the focus on on the person that with or on the uh, organization uh, that we're working with um, and I um, I do a lot of work uh, in, in uh, with veterans and working with seniors and working with people with special needs um, I have a friend of mine down in Tennessee I've known him for probably 25 30 years and he's um, he's a special needs person and and so I work with him a lot, and he'll call me almost every day, and we'll talk. We'll talk about things that are important to him, and and um, and and then if there's areas that I can help him with, I've encouraged him many times to to try to get a job, and uh, because he's on um, uh, Social Security uh, disability, and he. Um, um, he finally got started a couple of a couple of times. He's changed jobs, but he he's gotten into many jobs now. Uh, he was driving a uh, a bus around a small commuter or bus around the, around the town to to pick up people and take them to places where they wanted to go. And um, he did that for a number of years. And uh, but he's worked in a number of different jobs. 
and he's working regularly right now. I think he works about four days a week, um, part time. And um, so, but it helps him to to give him some more uh, uh, self improve himself image, and to help him to feel better about himself. And uh, if he can do that and help himself, then he he knows that he can help other people, and that's what he does. He knows that he can help other people, and he can help them in any area that they need help. And he can refer them to me or refer them to someone else that has some expertise that, that's needed for that person. And so um, that's how – I'm just talking about these things just to give people an understanding. By the way, folks, we're broadcasting to almost 100 countries now around the world. It's not just in the United States, but it's uh, uh, on the Internet. We are, we are broadcast, and we're, we're connecting up with Facebook also social network and and others other social networks so uh, it's it's growing like crazy uh, and it's and the reason it's growing is because we're doing the right things for the right reasons and we're doing what the good lord wants us to do he wants us to love him first and then help his people and love them and that's what we do we help his people I have a number of friends that I've developed over the years through the Hope Collection um, that I've I've worked with, uh, including my many family members. I've, I've been a I've been a coach, <laughs> not a life coach, but just a regular coach for most of my life. And um, you know, I I coached my children for many years, and I still coach them in certain areas. One of my daughters called me, uh, and I think she's about 45 years old now, and, and she called me uh, the other day and asked me some questions about something that she needed help on, and I, and I helped her. Um, and then another, see, that's one of the family traditions we have. We reach out to each other in our family uh, to help each other um, in any, any situation that comes up in our life. And um, so I, um, I'm not, um, I'm not shy about that. When I when I find out that one of my children or or or, or one of my friends needs help, I call them and say, Hey, look, what area can I help you in? How can I help you? What can I do to help you? I have a friend of mine who's a veteran um, here in the same town that I live in in Jersey, and he goes to the same church I go to. Well, he's he's helped me um, get involved in several different organizations that um, he's been involved in for many years, like the veterans organizations and in the um, Knights of Columbus through our church. Um, the Knights of Columbus is a, a great organization, a charitable organization. We help uh, we help people in any areas. Several million coats have been given out to young children over, over the last 10 years. Several million around the country, around the world. Um, we just give them a free coat because uh, it's, uh, they need it. They don't have anything to, to keep warm when they're outside. So we, we, uh, and when they can't afford to buy a coat, so we give them a free coat. And, um, but that's, um, that's just one program. Uh, we work a lot with with children that have uh, 
um, uh, disabilities, either physical or mental disabilities. And we work with them and help the, the hearing uh, with children, help them to, um, to have better hearing. And, and um, the, um, we have a program also that uh, we help the young pregnant, pregnant women to get uh, ultrasound um, so that they can uh, check on how their, how their, how their uh, child is growing within, uh, within their body. And, and so it's, um, and that's a program that's great. And we do that um, for, for young women that are, that are trying to make, uh, well, for any young woman, but, but particularly with young women that are uh, not sure if they want to have the baby or if they want to uh, abort the baby. So we, we say, here, look, go through this ultrasound test and see, see if, if, you're, uh, if that maybe helps you to make your decision. And in most cases, it does. And they, they, uh, when they see that baby moving inside of them and they see that it's alive or they see the heart pumping, the blood, um, they, they have a different perspective. Um, and then, and then it, it helps them to decide, I'm going to have this baby. I'm going to raise it, and um, and I, I think that's so important. Um, when uh, when Planned Parenthood was started uh, many years ago uh, by a woman, um, her whole purpose of starting uh, Planned Parenthood was to abort babies because uh, she felt that they uh, they were not equal to the white people. And she felt that um, we, we didn't need them in our society. So uh, one way to, to stop the growth of the black uh, uh, families was to uh, abort the babies. And, and I think it's a very, very high percentage, even today yet, where most of the babies that are aborted are, are of, of black. And, and um, it, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that that's the way it is, but that organization was started, and, and many churches, uh, predominantly the Catholic Church, has been pushing for many years to get that eliminated, to eliminate that, uh, that organization. But they're so powerful, and they are backed financially by the federal government, believe it or not, and they are backed financially by many um, progressive uh, liberals uh, in this country that um, uh, keep them going. And, and now they are, they're uh, harvesting, uh, harvesting babies and, and the parts of babies are being sold for enormous amounts of money. They sell hearts uh, of a baby uh, that is still pumping. They cut it out when it's, when it's still pumping. And, and that's been documented many times. And they sell uh, different organs, eyes and, uh, and different organs in the body. Uh, uh, to uh, they sell it on the, on the open market, so um, that is uh, to me is is a is a sin, and it's and it's it's terrible that that kind of thing is being done. I um, I, I am totally opposed to abortion. I believe that uh, if if the mother's health is at is at risk then that, they, they, they probably should be allowed to. Or if, if, or if the doctors um, determine that the baby is not going to be healthy, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be born with some, some deformities or something like that, 
if if that decision um, it could be it could be aborted if if that's what they want, but it's to be, it's to be left up to the doctor and the mother of the baby, uh, I believe, on that decision. I don't believe it's a decision that should be legislated. I don't think that the federal government or the state governments needs to be uh, legislating that. Um, but I, that you know, those are those are my opinions, and I and I hope that uh, you will understand that that's the way I feel, it's the way I've been raised, and it's the way I've been taught. Um, and uh, my my feelings now, um, I've had uh, in my large family, I've had two instances of that, where a baby has been aborted, uh, because uh, two of my sons um, got a young girl pregnant. And um, one of the young girls, or in fact, two of the, the young girls, did not want their parents to know about it. So the baby was aborted without the parents' consent. And um, I think that's wrong also, But because one of them was 14 years old, and um, I, I forget how old the other one was, maybe 17 or 18. But it, it, to me, that um, that's not something that God wants us to do. Um, because he loves children and he, and he loves um, uh, parents that have children and, 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 and raise them with love and admiration for them and, and respect for their lives. And I, I just believe that abortion is not a, it's not a, uh, an area that, uh, that should be allowed in our country, but there are a lot of people in our country that do believe it. And, and and supported and so i'm just giving you my opinion on it and i uh, i hope you understand that i'm not saying that if you happen to be listening and you happen to be a, a female that's pregnant um and you you're you're considering abortion it's i believe it's your decision not my decision it's not the government's decision it's your decision and i'll support that wholeheartedly um but I will, I will um, uh, try to help you in any way I can to understand that um, raising a baby, um, you never know what, how that baby's going to turn out. A baby could become a president of the United States, or the baby could be um, a very uh, um, uh, high-level religious spiritual person. Um, we just don't know when the baby's in the womb what what it's going to turn out to be, but it but it uh, it's it's for sure that if we abort it, it's not going to turn out to be anything. It's going to be dead, and and so I um, that's why I I believe wholeheartedly that uh, there should be uh, uh, some and 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 I believe a person should get some some professional help on making that decision. Any person that wants to abort a baby, I believe they should seek professional help first and, and uh, maybe even seek uh, religious help from, and, and they're probably going to try to, uh, a religious person is probably going to try to talk them into uh, having the baby. They can put the baby up for adoption if they want to, because there are a lot of families that are standing in line to, to receive a baby, a newborn baby. Uh, they can't have babies. They're married and they can't have. So they want to they adopt a baby. Well, there's a shortage of them in this country. 
There's a shortage of not the people, not the people that want the babies, but there's a shortage of babies for people to adopt, and they're going to foreign countries to get them. And that's okay. I don't have any problem with that either. But um, I think that um, rather than aborting a baby, um, have the baby and, and give it away. Uh, give it to whoever wants it. And and just give it an opportunity um, to have life and to uh, produce uh, and, and become whatever it is that child wants to become. So I think that's very, very important uh, uh, to understand that. Um, and I'm giving you my beliefs and my opinions on these things. Um, uh, but they, I believe what I'm telling you is founded on, is founded on truth. And I believe it's the truth that's written in, in the word of the Lord. He's written, uh, written that he, he wants us to love people. He doesn't want us to kill people. He wants us to love people. He wants to help them. He wants us to help them in any way we can. So that's why I have that that view on on, on abortion. And I'm I'm sorry if I'm if I'm preaching uh, uh, to all of you on on this, um, but I have some very strong feelings about it. And I um, and I and I think that um, I think that you. Uh, I hope you will take my my words and my thoughts. In the consideration, that's all I expect. Uh, I'm not saying that um, if you have, if you're pregnant with a, with a child that you really don't want, um, there are alternatives uh, to to abortion, and uh, consider seriously some of those alternatives, like giving that child away. You can do it simply by um, by a simple form that you fill out when uh, when you go to the hospital. Um, or through your doctor, you can you can do that. Uh, or through maybe a, a religious organization will help you with that too. So anyway, I'm um, yeah, I, that's just one area that I am very very have strong feelings about. In fact, uh, helping people is another area that I have very very strong feelings about because I've been helping people all my life. And by the way, I want you to understand that this is not an ego trip for me. I'm not bragging or anything like that. I'm just te- I'm just telling you uh, things that I think or that I've learned over the years. I'm 85 years old, by the way, so I've had a lot of experiences in my life. And with family, as I said, I had a large family of 11 children, and and who they're all very successful. My children are because we have promoted doing the right things to them in their lives, and we set the example for them to do the right things. Um, we, um, like I, I, I promoted all my life to my children to love each other first and to help each other second, and then to help anybody in that you come friends with or, or become uh, acquainted with in your life that needs help, help them also and, and, uh, give of yourself freely. Give of your talents and your expertise freely. Don't don't um, don't wait. Don't wait for them to to come to you. You can help them. You can recognize that someone has a situation in their life just by talking to them a little bit and coaching them a little bit. And it's very easy to do. Very easy to do. Just ask questions. How are you doing today? 
Is there anything in your life that you need help with? Can I help you with some things? I was mentioning this uh, very good veteran friend of mine. Uh, his name is Larry. And Larry um, has, um, has a special needs child uh, in his family. He and his wife uh, were married many years ago. And he has two children. And um, one is his son, Kyle, is the older one. And the other one is Lawrence, which is uh, the younger one. But Lawrence has uh, some special needs. But Larry has worked with Lawrence for all of his life. And and, um, he has encouraged Lawrence to do things just like I do with my special needs friend down in Tennessee. He's encouraged Lawrence to to reach out and do things. Um, And Lawrence is doing very well through the Knights of Columbus. He became um, one of the leaders in our in our in our parish uh, in the Knights of Columbus, and he's also um, in another parish in, in the, uh, the town next to us. He's also a leader um, at the next level in the Knights of Columbus, and so he's and and he's always when there's something to be done, he's always there to help out, because that's what his dad and his mother have taught him over the years. Always be willing to help out, to help people. So I've, I've, I've tried to set some example myself with, uh, with Lawrence because I know his, his dad and his mom for many years. And um, they were um, having a lot of problems in their house. They had, they, had, they had bought this old house in the town we live in, and it needed a lot of work. And so I, uh, since I have skills in a lot of different areas in construction, I, I helped them. And um, I, I helped them for, for, for many, many months to get that house in shape because they wanted to buy another house. They wanted to sell that one and buy another house. I helped him put a new furnace in that old house. You know, I helped him to put uh, make some changes, a lot of changes in the kitchen to make it bigger and make it uh, more easy to work, uh, work for with the countertops and everything. And I, I helped him with uh, a lot of different different projects around that house. So then he eventually um, eventually sold the house, and he purchased a new house in the same. It was only about a block and a half away from where his old house was, but it was a beautiful place. But it also needed some work, so we did work in that house also to help him. And um, you know, I have skills in in uh, in electric electrical as um, as a uh, certified electrician and I have skills in carpentry as a uh, certified um, contractor and I have skills in uh, uh, in plumbing and um, and so I do all of those I served apprenticeship in plumbing for almost four years with an old plumber that I, I knew uh, in another town from from about 10 miles away from here and so I, I served that apprenticeship as a part-time, working for him part-time. See, because I have, as I said, I have a big family, and I needed, I needed a, lot, a lot of income to, uh, to support them. And um, so I, I worked two and three jobs. Uh, work, I worked a full-time job, and I, and I worked part-time jobs to uh, uh to get to get some more income for my family, and that's how I learned those trades by doing those jobs and working with people skilled in those areas, like this plumber that I knew, and I helped him in many ways. 
um, and I and I and I worked with him, and he. And so when it was something that dealt with carpentry, I would I would it was I would have the job, and he worked with me. Um, so we did that. And when it was a plumbing job, he would he would uh, have the job, and and I would work with him on that. And I do the same thing with two of my sons. Two of my sons decided to be contractors, and that's part of our tradition that that we have handed that down, because some of my grandchildren are involved in that now, and and. Uh, my uh, three, at least three of my sons, um, are involved in that area, and and many of my other other children, uh, my daughters, um, they do their own work rather than paying to have it done. Um, they, they paint their houses, they fix things, and and they they work together, build things, and uh, so uh, my my one daughter uh, bought a house and she wanted to to put a, a above ground swimming pool in the back. So we worked together on that project and I helped them. And um, her, her husband learned a lot of things in doing that. And um, uh, he was, he was a very smart man though. Uh, but he, he, um, he was willing to learn new things. And uh, so I, I taught him some things that I knew and I, and I showed him how to do a lot of things. And, and now he does most of that kind of stuff himself. And and um, my daughter also does that. Uh, also, she's a school teacher, and she um, um, uh, she's also a painter, and she does uh, many many paintings. And she's she's um, got like twenty twenty shows a year that she does, where she uh, displays her her uh, artwork, and um, she's doing very well at that. She sells uh, many, many shows, and she's got a um, a group of, um, of 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 clients that come. They know when she has her shows, and they come to her shows to look at new things that she's done, and they purchase them. And, and um, so I, um, I'm just very, very thankful to the Lord that He's put me in the position to help people, and especially helping those in my family. And um, so, I, as I said, we we tried to, to teach our children the right uh, the right values, and to um, help them to to be willing to help other people and to be willing to help each other. And so that's um, that's how this family works. When you have a large family, you have to do that in order to survive, because. Like we had, for example, we had five children in in four and a half years, five babies in four and a half years, and then um, then it was another five years before the next one came. So, but anyway, it's when you do, when you have a a family like that that starts out and they're they're pretty close in age, uh, like within uh, a year. Uh, one of them is uh, 11, 11 and a half months apart. But anyway, you you teach the older ones things that they can help the younger ones with. And then you encourage them to do that. Like help them to put their socks on. Help them to get dressed. Help them to make their bed. Help them with their schoolwork if they need it. And and all those kinds of things, and and um, help them to um, uh, resolve any problems that they might have with a friend or something. 
And, and so the, the parents, I believe as parents, we need to, we need to teach those kids to be first of all, self-sufficient, rely on the Lord, of course, but to be, um, uh, feel that they, they have uh, enough abilities and enough power to help other people. And, and then not be afraid to, to ask other people, is, can I help you? Can I, um, I'll be happy to help you if you need it. And then um, in, in a lot of cases, people will say, yes, I'd like, uh, I would, I would appreciate your help. And so um, that's the kind of things we do in the family, uh, honoring family traditions and relationships. And I hope that that uh, those of you that are listening, I hope that's that's helpful. Um, I didn't have any guests scheduled for today uh, because I've been busy with some other activities and I wasn't able to talk to uh, some of my friends about coming on the show. But um, I I have um, a lot of times will somebody that does another show like our friend Mary Stanley. She lives up in uh, Minnesota. And um, she is uh, just a tremendous woman. She has a family. Uh, she has one of her children. Her daughter is a special needs child. And uh, she's a psychologist. And she works with children that have that situation where they have autism. And, um, and there's, by the way, there's an epidemic of autism in this country for, for young people. And the doctors and the scientists still haven't found out what's causing that, but it's uh, but it's growing over the years. <coughs> Excuse me. And so it's it's, a, it's an area that we can we can help people in, um, like my friend in Tennessee that I'm working with, and and some others that, that I'm working with. But anyway, we um, I think that's doing God's work. It's doing what He wants us to do, and it's doing it's listening to what He says. And following his example, because Jesus was a tremendous example for all of us. He taught so many people what to do in certain situations and what was the right thing to do. And he said, first of all, comes love. We need to love one another and we need to help one another. And, and, um, and we need to teach one another. And he did all those things. He even healed people. He, he, taught the, uh, he taught the apostles how to heal people. And he said, you will get it. I will give you the Holy Spirit, and that, and that will help you to have the power to do that. That's something, isn't it? He gave, him, he gave of himself. He died for us. But then he also gave us, taught us many things. He gave us his holy word because all of the preaching he did and all of the uh, miracles that he, he did, um, all of the disciples that he started, he told them, write all these things down, document them so that future generations can, can know and understand. Well, that's what his holy word is. It's the truth. It's the truth about all these things that, 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 uh, that were taught during uh, Jesus' time here on earth. And when he was, uh, when he was a young teenager, uh, or maybe even younger than teenager, he was already teaching people. 
he was giving sermons in in the uh, Jewish uh, temples, he, and they knew that he was special, and that's why they allowed him to do that, because he he had special abilities and special understanding of right from wrong and 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 of 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 uh, teaching people uh, how to do the right things and not to sin. And he he would expel demons and all those kinds of things he did. Now, I don't do that because I don't have that ability. But I think I could if I wanted to. If I really wanted to, I think I could do that. There are other human beings now that are doing that. And when when um, and uh, and that's and that's a truth item. That's a fact that that's happening, and it's well documented over the years. Um, when when people when a, when a person has a, a demonic um, uh, attitude and 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 um, uh, the way they act and the way they um, treat people, um, it can be expelled from them. And there are there are uh, ministers and priests that do that every day. They do that with different people, and and um, you may not be a believer in that, but that's that's that doesn't change it. It's a fact of life that is happening, and it's a fact of life that people have that ability, because he gives God gives us all different different abilities. He gives us uh, ways to do things that other people maybe can't do. And he gives us ways to do things that uh, other people can do things that uh, we can't do. So uh, it, it's, not, uh, it's not necessarily a cookie-cutter thing because uh, it's, it's basically um, he gives us certain talents. And if we don't use those talents, by the way, it says in the, in the Bible, in a good book, that if you don't use them, you lose them. So um, it's not a permanent thing unless you use them. And that's why I try to use all of my talents all the time. Even at my age, I'm still doing some of the construction things. One of my sons called me yesterday. He said, Dad, I'd like you to help me on a, on a project I'm working on if, you, if you'd be available on Friday. Well, tomorrow I'm going to go help him. And I'm going to meet him, and, and we're going to work on whatever it is that I didn't ask him what it was, but I, I know it's something that I can do that he needs help on. So that's why he called me. So anyway, um, I still work on those projects, and I, I do it with a lot of friends of mine. There's a lady in my uh, in my church uh, that needed some work done in her house, and um, I um, I received a call to uh to see if i would would help her and um so i went and helped her three or four weeks ago replace the um uh, the uh, shower control on her on her shower unit i had to cut a hole in the back of the wall and and um, take the uh the old unit was soldered in there so i had to unsolder it take it out and then i had to buy, buy a new one and put it in and and so we got that fixed for her and um, now that kind of work I would charge for, because I would charge for the uh, for the um, um, the parts that I buy. I give them to anybody at cost, whatever it costs me. That's what I what I charge them. And then I um, I don't charge much for my I don't charge much for my time. I I hear we're uh, 
we're just about out of time here. So I'm going to um, thank you all for listening and thank you all for joining us. And you can come on the show anytime, five days a week, Monday through Friday from 12 noon to one o'clock. And the number to get into the show is 714-816-4686. That's 714-816-4686. And you can get registered in the Hope Collection through Optimize My Life. That's all one word, optimizemylife.com. Click on register and fill in those few items that need to be filled in, and you're registered. And you can put my name down if you want to as a referral, or if somebody else referred you to it, you can put their name in there. And then um, we don't get paid for that. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, I appreciate you all listening and coming on, and I hope that everything I've talked about has been helpful for you. And if there's some area that you're interested in that you want to you wanna talk about it, just dial in on the next show, which is tomorrow. And Ron Clayton, Ron, Ron uh, Clayton, and uh, Len Kane will be on the show tomorrow, and it'll be a very, very, be a very exciting show. And so, God bless you all, and God bless America. And I, I just pray that uh, you all will be healthy, safe, and um, have lots of love, and give it away. Thank you all for listening. Everybody, have a great day. Bye bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.